It's Thursday, February the 25th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, a triple dose of good news about vaccines and a new media code in Australia. First, the world in brief. American regulators finished their review of Johnson & Johnson's single-dose COVID-19 vaccine, finding it safe and effective. Requiring only refrigeration for storage, it should arrive as a lower-cost option in the American market within days. And while J&J's vaccine may offer less protection against strains of the virus found in Brazil and South Africa, Moderna announced progress towards a booster shot that would augment vaccinations against those and other variants. Pfizer, meanwhile, reported results from a real-world study undertaken in Israel showing its vaccine is 94% effective at preventing symptomatic COVID-19. A shipment of COVID-19 jabs from COVAX, a global vaccine-sharing initiative, arrived in Ghana, the first recipient under the scheme. Ghana received 600,000 doses of the Oxford-AstraZeneca shot produced by the Serum Institute of India after Ghanaian officials proved that their country had sufficient infrastructure to ensure quick distribution. Shipments to other West African countries are expected to follow. Australia's Parliament passed a media code regulating payments from tech platforms to publishers. Last week, Facebook blocked news on its site in the country, saying it should not have to pay for hosting links. The amended code exempts tech firms that make a significant contribution to the news industry. In other words, cough up and we will leave you alone. Facebook accepts. Shares in GameStop doubled in the final 90 minutes of trading in New York. The troubled video game retailer has grabbed attention in recent weeks as users of Reddit, a social media platform, recommended buying shares in the hopes of crushing hedge funds that had bet on its collapse. Meanwhile, the Dow Jones Index crossed a record high of 32,000 points after the Federal Reserve said it had no plans to raise interest rates. McKinsey voted to oust its boss, Kevin Sneeder, denying him a second term at the consultancy's helm. Senior partners vote for the firm's managing partner every three years, but Mr Sneeder's predecessors all served more than one term. This month, McKinsey agreed to pay $574 million to settle lawsuits with American states over its role in the country's opioid crisis. A German court found a former Syrian intelligence officer guilty of participating in crimes against humanity. His trial was the first to consider alleged crimes committed by the regime of Bashar al-Assad, Syria's president. Ayad al-Gharib was a low-level operative who arrested protesters, but prosecutors said he was part of a system that killed and tortured the regime's opponents on an almost industrial scale. And Amnesty International stripped Russia's jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny of his status as a prisoner of conscience. The human rights group was responding to complaints about videos of Mr Navalny, filmed around 15 years ago, in which he appears to compare immigrants to cockroaches and rotten teeth. His supporters regard the complaints as a spurious attempt by the Kremlin to discredit him. And now, here's today's agenda. Trojan Steer, India's cancelled cow science exam. Narendra Modi has already endured months of farmers' protests. Now India's Prime Minister faces another agricultural conundrum. 
The National Cow Commission, a government body set up to milk the value of cows, has bottled today's cow science exam. Over half a million students had signed up to take the test, but it was scrapped after critics savaged the idea. Particular sourness was directed at the curriculum, which claimed that cow dung reduces radiation and that Indian breeds are superior to foreign ones. They are friendlier and more industrious than Jersey cows, apparently. Many see such unscientific assertions as part of a wider descent by the government into dangerous religious ideology. For the 80% of Indians who are Hindu, cows are sacred. Under Mr Modi, bovids have also become a vehicle for advancing Hindu nationalism. Beef and leather trades, which employ Muslims in high numbers, have suffered from increased restrictions. Armed vigilantes calling themselves cow protection squads have killed dozens of people. Sorry State, Mexico's Economy There will be no cause for celebration when Mexico releases revised GDP figures for the last three months of 2020 today. Economists forecast a contraction of 4.4% year-on-year, a slight improvement from the preliminary estimate. Even before the pandemic struck, the government had plunged the economy into recession. COVID-19 has made matters far worse. The economy shrank by 8.3% last year. Brazil's, by comparison, is estimated to have contracted by 4.5%. Unemployment figures, also out today, are expected to show that joblessness rose to over 4% in January. Mexico's economy will probably recover only slowly this year because of a lack of fiscal support for both people and firms. Expectations for growth in the first quarter of this year have already been dampened thanks to renewed surges in COVID-19 infection rates and a consequent tightening of social distancing rules. Lucky for some, banking bonuses. Standard Chartered reports results for 2020 today, taking its place in a queue of European banks. The British firm will probably follow its peers and reward its investment bankers with increased bonuses, having had a bumper year despite the pandemic. But staff in other parts of the business will probably see their payouts cut. Last week, Credit Suisse, Switzerland's second biggest bank, said that its investment bankers would pocket generous rewards, even though the bonus pool for the entire firm shrank by 7%. The bonuses of staff at Italy's Intesa San Paolo and Germany's Commerzbank were slashed by almost half. Lloyds Bank in Britain is not paying any bonuses at all. Bank bosses face a tricky balancing act between rewarding those staff riding the wave of increased trading, listings and deal-making last year, while not annoying their employees engaged in operations that have suffered in the pandemic. Rights and Wrongs, America's Equality Act The House of Representatives is expected to vote this week on the Equality Act, which would ban discrimination on the basis of sex, gender identity and sexual orientation. The legislation would give gay and transgender Americans important legal protection. But the Act is controversial because of the way it redefines sex in the amendments of the Civil Rights Act to include gender identity, rather than making being transgender a protected category of its own. That suggests women-only spaces would be opened up to trans women. Opposition has centred on sports, where the advantages bestowed by testosterone can mean males of average ability trounce talented females. Conservatives also fear the law would restrict religious freedom. 
because it would have to win the support of ten Republicans, it is unlikely to pass in the Senate. Lessons Learned, the EU Leaders' Meeting At a video summit today and tomorrow, European Union leaders will try very hard not to repeat past mistakes. After a stuttering start, the distribution of COVID-19 vaccines across the bloc has picked up, but the fear of new virus variants means that participants will discuss how to ensure the speedy delivery of vaccines in future and avoid the weeks of embarrassing rows that have marred the EU's vaccination programme thus far. Likewise, after last spring's chaotic border closures, EU leaders will discuss ways of keeping both people and goods flowing without jeopardising anyone's health. Measures like vaccination certificates, which are important for countries like Greece and Spain that are reliant on tourism, will also be discussed as the summer holidays start to loom. On Friday, leaders must turn to assessing the EU's strategy across North Africa and the Middle East, plus how to deal with the threats posed by difficult neighbours like Russia. Finally, here's the quote of the day from José de San Martín, who was born on this day in 1778. More noise occurs from a single man shouting than a hundred thousand who are quiet. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 